You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of season three of Heart and Soul. I am joined in person today by a dear friend of mine, Haley Pack. Hi. Hello. Haley, um, I'll just... I'll just introduce you and how much you've impacted my life, um, and then I'll, we'll let you tell your story. But um, Haley started training with me six... When did you move here? A year ago. Oh my gosh, it's been a year. March was a year. <laughs> I said almost said six months ago. <laughs> yeah, but maybe because we took a break from training and mm-hmm. we just like became friends. But yeah, a year ago, <laughs> Haley... A little over a year. Yeah, she moved to Wilmington from... Virginia, West Virginia, West Virginia, and um, she reached out to me about training, and we started training together. And like day one, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me sharing. No, this. totally. But like day one, it was just like this instant vulnerable connection, and like tears were shed, and I just felt like there was like breakthrough within the first fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of meeting you, and I just. Like, when I think about soul fitness, and especially I think about, like, that room, and I'm pointing to the room where we train, I think, like, those are the moments that I, like, built it for. It's anointed. Like, and and so when that happened, I was like, she is meant to be in my life, whether she likes it or not. Um, but yeah, she's also, if you've seen my um, long, long hair, she is a hairstylist and specializes in invisible bead extensions and has, like skyrocketed her biz here and just beyond and she just has so much to share and I'm really excited for y'all to hear her story and her perspective on just body image and life in general (laughs) so thanks for being on the pod you're welcome yeah um okay so first I kind of want to talk about that moment if you don't mind like when you came into this space and you started exercising and then it was like what I love about fitness is it can become this like physical emotional connection sometimes when we move our bodies we realize things that are happening in our hearts that we didn't even know until we start moving our bodies and that's why like I wish that connection was like made more between especially women and fitness because then I feel like they would see it as something that's beneficial to their souls instead of just their like body image absolutely so can you like kind of speak into that moment? <laughs> yeah, totally. So I had moved here and I didn't really know anyone. And I was starting a new job at a salon, which was challenging after 10 years of spending, you know, 10 years with the same clients. And I think I was ignoring a lot of feelings that I was having, not just about my body, but just about like moving here and not having that same support back home from yeah, my friends and family. Yeah, starting fresh. <laughs> and so when I got in here, and, and I had been up and down with my weight and through fitness journeys, you know, starting and finishing and quitting and all that. Um, and I hadn't done anything in a long time. So when I got in here, I was rusty. I guess the word would be rusty. <laughs> and... You were challenging me to do some sort of movement. I think it was jumping on that. Um, I think it was a step up, yeah. Yeah. Like on the box. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, why can I not do this movement? And it's like, it was making me feel very defeated. And I just felt like a presence of God in the room as well. Because I was just like, 
this poor girl doesn't even know me and I'm about to start crying right now. <laughs> but no, you pushed me to do it and I think it was, you know, even though it was like a small thing, it was big to me because it was like, it was like I was overcoming all the the challenges that I was faced moving here by just that one yeah, exercise. And that, that's like sometimes all it takes is just overcoming one small thing in life to realize that you can overcome bigger things. And I like you were like, I'm so sorry, I'm crying. I was like, seriously, don't <laughs> apologize. Like I secretly love this, yeah. like because I know there was breakthrough happening in some aspect of your life, and I didn't necessarily know the story yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that came out as we continued to train yeah. and get to know each other, but. Um, talk about talk about that, like your move here and just like transitioning as a almost thirty something year old. Yeah, and what that felt like. Well, was, I cried for two weeks. <laughs> My first two weeks at the salon, I cried just because I felt so much. So I felt so confident back home because I didn't worry about like anything as far as like you know what I look like or my body or my clothes or anything and. Because I've been with the same clients and the same co-workers and they just loved and accepted me for who I was. And not that these girls did not. They were great. It was just me battling with my own insecurities and not feeling good enough. And I think, you know, when I came here, I was like looking for, I don't know, like I was searching for something. And I definitely found, you know, friendship, obviously. But like, I think you helped me figure out, hey, like, you're here for a reason, and, you know, I, I was just battling with my own self, like, you're good at your job, just go in there and do it, stop yeah. worrying about, like, what everyone else is thinking, and I think once I stopped battling with myself, and, you know, too, I was, I was scared to try something different, I've been doing the same thing for so long, and, you know, I lived at, I lived at the same place my whole life, and I'd never moved um, yeah, anything brand new is, like, it's really scary. scary. And but, I remember when I moved here, because I moved here not knowing anyone either, um, and I, like, moved here to heal from my eating disorder. And so when I did come here, I had this goal to gain weight, which freaked me out because I didn't want to gain weight, but right. I knew I had to. And I remember thinking, like, are these people going to notice that I've gained? Because, like, within six months to a year, I had gained 25 pounds of living here because, that you know, that needed to happen because I was sick. But I remember thinking, like, what are they thinking about my weight yeah. gain? Um, when, in reality, something I've learned in the last seven years, <laughs> it's taken a while, is that the biggest critic on ourselves is ourselves absolutely and everyone else just they they're not looking they're not looking at that they don't see that and i think that's how i was feeling i was like oh my gosh these clients they don't they're not gonna want me to do their hair because of how i look like and when in reality like that's not true we're more than our bodies yeah and i think that's been the biggest problem for me not just in my work but in relationships and friendships like i'm more than just my weight yeah or my image yeah, well, and you think about your friends, the people that, like, you love most in life, and you could care less yeah, totally. what they look like. And we, but yet we, we put so much pressure on ourselves to fill this, like, um, I don't know, to fulfill this for someone else when they don't care, you know, they're not asking yeah. for it. 
And I think I was just putting so much pressure on myself. And and I was older, too. I, I was working with a lot of younger girls. And, you know, I was, like, just feeling, you know, not confident. But once I got past that, all that, it just turned out to be so amazing. And, you know, I'm glad that I went through that because I think it taught myself, it taught me to not be like that and to see myself the way others see me, you know. My boyfriend is always telling me, I wish you could see yourself the way I see you mm-hmm. or the way God sees you, you know, like, but it's hard. Like, yeah, we can feel our most confident right before we walk out the door. And then as soon as we get in our car, we're like questioning what we wore or what we, how we did our hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I think it's also like Im- important to note that you didn't get from feeling insecure when you moved here to feeling confident in just like a day like it took I'd say a few months it took a few months of like really going through it and praying through it and wrestling with it to get to a point where you were like okay now I feel confident here Mm. yeah there were a couple times when you know I think you even considered leaving yeah I considered I was like I'm I'm gonna have to go somewhere else because I can't I don't know, and it's like they were doing everything to encourage me, make me feel welcome, and it was me like trying to ruin my own opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, like why do we, why do we beat, why do we put, you know, what's the word, uh, blocks in our way? I don't know if that's the word, no, but like, totally. why do we get in our own way? We are sometimes our worst enemy. Yeah. One, my business coach always says, get out of your own way. Like, you can do yeah. this. You just need to get out of your own way. You're the only one who thinks you can't. And, and you know, having someone in your corner like you. And then, you know, when I met Kelly, like, mm-hmm. she came into my chair shortly after I met you. And then we made the connection that we both went to you. You know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she is so amazing. Like, she has really helped me. Because you did. Like, it was more than just a workout. It was like a therapy session. Yeah. Um, I wish I need to come back. <laughs> but that's also the beauty of like seasons in life is like you're not working out with me right now, but our friendship is still there. And and I used to I used to be so um I used to take that so personally. Like I'm sure you get this too, like doing people's hair if they like take a break from getting their hair colored or don't go to you for a cut or something. I used to take it so personally, but now I'm like life's seasons are so (laughs) wacky and unpredictable that you can't be subjected to your same routine all the time. You know, like you can't be stuck on that. Life just ebbs and flows. And for you, it's really ebbed and flowed this year. Um, (laughs) Expect the unexpected. (laughs) So (laughs) Haley is pregnant. Yes. And it was a kind of surprise. To, of getting pregnant not planned not planned I mean it was like in the works I guess you would say like we were like discussing it and honestly you know working out with you and and trying to become more healthy I think helped yeah um me become pregnant and I don't even know like I'm sure there's you know medical physical reasons for you know physically moving your body and linked to pregnancy but I think for you it was more of a mindset thing like I think for a lot of people I know when I was trying to get pregnant I was I was not getting pregnant when I was in a negative state and I know that's not for everyone but like 
when I was feeling insecure or negative about life, like I, I, every month I had a negative test or something went wrong. And then when I finally like let go, and it sounds so silly, like let go and let God and yeah, just like totally. was confident and maybe not even confident, but just um, understanding of the season that I was in, that's when I got pregnant. And um, there's no like secret pill no. or secret to to it. It happens when it happens when God wants it to, and that's hard to hear. But for you, I think it really did happen, or I know it well, really happened. Things were going well. Yeah, when I you was got like, to this place of flourishing confidence. at work, and I was flourishing in my relationship and mm-hmm. just loving it here, and and you know loving just everything that was coming my way. It, it happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, it's like you weren't trying, but God knew that like this was the time. And it's a girl, a little soul sister. Yeah, that's crazy. She just found this will be released in the end of July, but she just found out like two days ago what she was having. Yeah, and, and I waited. I, I waited what, a month and a half. Yeah, she handed. I had to keep the secret. She handed me the ultrasound photo <laughs> a month and a half ago, and was like. On her way home from the doctor's appointment, I was like, can you keep this a secret and not tell me or anyone? Yeah, which caused, like, a small fight between me and my boyfriend. He pouted the whole way home. And I even went over to your house twice <laughs> in between that, like, for you dropping it off in your reveal party. And your boyfriend was, like, trying to get it out of me. Yeah, he was trying to, like, DM me on Instagram. <laughs> That's her Instagram name. <laughs> So, like, what, is, what are we having? He was, like, trying to get me to say a pronoun to, like, he or she. Oh, my gosh. And I was, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to break. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, it's obviously a blessing to be pregnant. But for me, it's even more of a blessing that it's a girl because it's, like, all the things that I ever experienced as a child, you know, not just from, like, you know, negative, but, like, positive, too. Like, I definitely want to instill that in my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I want her to be happy, you know, and I want her to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think there were times when people were trying to help me become more healthy and I was listening, you know, so it's definitely things that I've learned. I want to pass that on to her, especially, you know, body image and yeah. not experiencing some of the things that I experienced and teaching her, you know, that it's okay to not look and be like everyone else. Yeah. We all have our own special things about ourselves and... It took me about 10 years to figure that out. <laughs> well, and I'm still learning. Yeah, yeah. Speak into that because you said I want to teach her everything that I've learned in the last 10 years. Like, tell your, what's your story, you know, with body image and insecurities in general? And then what have you learned? I feel like the most, the most recent thing that I've learned is that I'm more than just a body. Mm. You know, and I, I think that when I met my boyfriend, which, you know, I know, like, it's all about self-love, but, like, he really, you know, showed me, like, how to feel beautiful, and I think I was feeling that way before I met him, and I'm not saying that he, like, made me feel that, like, was the only reason I felt that way, but it really helped, because, you know, before, I just was constantly comparing myself to other people, and not just on looks, just on their timeline, like, everything, um... But, you know, it's just, it, it takes a village, I think, of great support and friends and, you know, yeah, try not to be so down on yourself all the time. Like, it's just, it's not a great place to be and it's not somewhere that I don't ever want to go back to. Yeah. What are some, 
what are some specific like insecurities that you had surrounding your body or just your worth as a woman? If you don't mind. No, sure, totally. Definitely weight. Yeah. I mean, I've went back and forth with my weight, but like, it's just like, I may never be the size that my mind is telling me that I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I may, or society. Or society. You. Yeah. I, I may never get to that specific weight goal. Um, you know, and I think I've become okay with that, especially becoming pregnant. You know, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I was upset. I know that sounds crazy, but I know there are probably people who are listening that have felt this way, but I was upset because I had lost weight. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, now I have to stop doing the diet that I'm doing because I'm not able to do that. And then I was like, this is a blessing. This is not something negative. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are people out here that, you know, are trying and can't and want to have kids. And here I am still thinking about my body. Well, and I think that's... I actually I love that you said that because I think that or I know that every woman pregnant or not has been has had been through a situation where they tried to find the gratitude in it but are still paralyzed by their own negative thoughts. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's hard. It's it's so natural too and I think we feel a lot of shame for that. Um and there's a process of getting through that and getting to the truth like fighting the lies with the truth, but I think that it's so important for women to know that if they have that thought, that doesn't make them a terrible human. No. It just makes you normal. No, totally. And, you know, I actually realized something was wrong with my my body or my health because I saw the number, like, on the scale, which, you know, we all battled with the number on the scale, mm-hmm. had changed rapidly. I was doing keto, and I was I had lost you know, weight quickly and I was trying to keep it off and also have a healthy balance. And I noticed that the number had gone up and I was like, Justin, something is wrong. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's kind of how I knew you were pregnant. Maybe I was pregnant. And you know, it's still something that I battle. Even when I go to my doctor's appointments and they put me on that scale, I'm like, yeah, looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> I don't look. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I really don't look. The first time I looked on the scales and seven years was actually this last Wednesday and it was because our doctor was basically saying that um our baby was measuring really small and so it was the first time in my life that I got on a scale praying that it was a big number because I wanted to make sure that my baby was at the appropriate size and I think for I think for me, that was, like, a huge shift moment of, like, life's not about me. Yeah. And, like, my body is is now the vessel <laughs> of another human. Yeah. It's, like, carrying another human. And so I can get on the scale with confidence. Like, know your triggers. If you if you get on a scale and the number messes you up at the doctor, close your eyes yeah. or ask but them I, not to I tell you. I did that for seven years. I was like, do not tell. I literally would tell them, I struggle with body image. Don't tell me the number. Yeah. Write it down, but don't put it down anywhere I well, can see. Pre-pregnancy, we already have all these things that we struggle with, you know, just as a woman in general and trying to keep up with ourselves in all these different ways, you know, no matter what size you are. And then when you become pregnant, you're also having those things, and but then you're also trying to not hurt your baby or do anything yeah. wrong, you know, yeah, but and, you're or eat s- the wrong things or, you know, there's yes. so many things that you're, like, worrying about. And 
being a woman is like the greatest thing and the hardest thing yes. ever. That's like the title of this episode. <laughs> being a woman yeah. is the best and the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could go all night and talk about it. And, um, you know, I think also being pregnant has given me a lot more strength in being a woman too because it's like we're creating this person. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just makes you appreciate all the women in your life and all the... And all that they did for you. Yeah, to like... it's just crazy. I, I think it's been a... A big moment for me as well, as far as growth, because it's like, like you said, it's not about you anymore. It's not about you. It's about this baby. Yeah. And. And I also think it's okay for you to, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that's like my motto in life because that's where I feel the most comfortable. (laughs) But, um. And you're never alone. It's okay. Yeah, you're never alone. But it's okay if you are pregnant and you don't feel like a badass or like your body's what you want it to be or you feel insecure about changes that, physical changes that are happening. That's okay. It's just being able to process that out loud instead of keeping it trapped inside where because isolation is where like the enemy attacks you know because it's like in our thoughts and it's not out the darkness isn't in the light so he's gonna use that as like a tool to just like beat us down but if we bring it to the light and we're like hey i just want to let you know i'm not okay right now yeah and then to hear someone say it's okay me too then it's it doesn't have that power over you anymore because it's out in the open well, I feel like I try to be very upfront about that, well, that's, well, that's what I love about you. That's yeah. why I loved that first session because I was like, oh, she is not afraid to show her emotion or where she's at. And if more women were like that, then I truly believe, like, we would experience quicker freedom mm-hmm. and healing because of the processing that comes with just saying it out loud. Absolutely. You know? Well, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but... I, few years ago, I was a church camp counselor. Well, I've, I've done it before. I was a, a camper at this church camp years and years and years. And it was around the time whenever the Me Too movement was happening, mm-hmm. telling your truth. Always tell your truth. And I think it's so important that we share our problems, even though it's hard. But, like, if we don't let those feelings out, then we just keep them in. Like you said, you isolate yourself. And so I did this, this skit with these young girls that are like 13 to 16, 17. Mm-hmm. And I told them this story, which I don't know if we have time for the story. But I told them this personal experience do, yeah. I was going through. Yeah. Or I had went through. Um, it's a very vulnerable story. But as soon as I shared it, it was like I blacked out. Like I don't even remember telling it. Right. You know you know how that, that is? It was like just God just came in and like... Spoke through me, <laughs> and it gives me a little chills talking about it. But you know, I just felt like led to share that with them, mm. especially spending a week in a cabin with no cell phone service with all these girls that you know you're getting to know. There's or, something really like pure about camp. I was a camp counselor oh, too. It is like, and when everything's stripped from you, and it's just it's amazing. It's insane. there's nothing like it. I and, would suggest camp. For everybody. We did have a soul camp. Oh my gosh, the soul retreat. <laughs> yeah, so like I shared this story um, that, you know, it was about sexual assault and the girls just started flowing out stories. And it didn't have to be about that, just anything. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and, I, and I think after I experienced that, it's like I'm never going to hide behind things that have I've struggled with because sharing that story... You know, it made them literally just feel like they could share their story. Less alone. And that's what we're here for. Like, we don't, if we don't have, I think that's what 
I felt when I met you. Like, I've got to, like, tell this girl, even though she doesn't know me, like, you know, maybe she has a similar story. And it was like, I started sharing things, and then you started sharing things. And then, you know, it's like I got all that out. And I think, especially with those girls, like, and especially with my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. like, if we're not, we're not setting the example, then, you know, what are we doing for them? Yeah. Yeah, and for you, it's not only healing for you to say that, like for the Holy Spirit to literally take over you and you're just like, I don't know what I said, I blacked out. out. <laughs> but it, and that's healing for you to say it out loud, but it's also healing for someone else to hear it and be like, and to feel less alone and to feel seen. I mean, that's just what I feel like our our role on earth as God's children is to maybe feel, make people feel loved, known, and seen. Yeah, and like right right before we did that, we did a um, this like exercise where we held a mirror in front of our faces. Which I've never told you this, and I can't believe I'm telling you this right now because it's something I should have told you. I just, I guess this is the perfect moment. But we sat in a circle and we had like a red marker and a black marker, and one symbolized something we loved about our face and something we didn't. Mm. And we went around that circle. Of course, I cried the whole. Basically, the whole circle. But not one girl put something that they loved. They loved about themselves. And it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, there was me and then another girl around my age. And then two girls that were women that were older than me. And it's like, if we can't love ourselves, how are they going to love themselves? Mm. Like, what are we teaching them? Yeah. You know? And it was right around the time when Rise Up Mm -hmm. came out. And that was like our theme. It was like... Rise Up. Yeah, it was just like... I don't know. It was it's such so a true, powerful though. moment. If you can, especially you having a daughter, if you can speak, um, if you can speak over your own life with her around positivity, and if you can speak highly of yourself and say things that you yeah. admire about yourself, then that gives her permission to recognize those things in herself. Yeah. Instead of think about it, if you hear your mom or someone in your life that you spend a significant amount of time with constantly putting themselves down then you automatically take on that for your own life so you just put yourself down you find things that are wrong with you you nitpick yourself because all you know is someone attacking themselves yeah and I think a lot of the time for me it was jokes I would like crack jokes about my body or my weight or my size and it's just like even though I was like laughing it was Really painful to yeah. say those things to myself. I think we're mean people, to ourselves. I think well, so we're so mean to ourselves, and I think most people try do the same thing. Like they try to hide the negative thought about themselves with a joke or with humor mm. or with just like passivity. Like say it like so nonchalantly, yeah. thinking like I don't know. Like it's like they want to get it out there. I, I'm the victim of it too. I do it all the time, but they also. I don't know. It's like we just love to be a victim of our own pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and gosh, people hear that. And especially younger people, they pick up on it. And then they mm-hmm. start talking about themselves like that. And like to realize how powerful words are, not only for like towards yourself, but the words you choose to use about yourself or about others in a group, That's that saturates. Like yeah. that pours out. That trickles out. Yeah, we probably just need to apologize to ourselves and our bodies every day for yeah. the things that we say and do. That's that actually a really good like 
practical thing we can do Mm -hmm. is say to your body, I'm sorry that day for whatever you did, because then it releases that and it doesn't build up shame, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of being like, instead of saying something or feeling something negative about your body and then letting the shame build and build and build because you never addressed it, then it's just going to erupt one day. Yeah. Betterness is going to build (laughs) and erupt. (laughs) So I think that's like a really, a really good practice, like for our listeners today, like say if you've said something negative to your body recently, apologize to it. Yeah. And because at the end end of the day, like for me, you know, no matter what journey, as far as my weight loss journey or body image journey, I go down, there's always going to be something I'm not going to be happy with, mm-hmm. you know, and just being able to appreciate my body for allowing me to be pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy or just walk to my car or walk or jump on that, that um, what's it called? Box. The, the box. You, you know, like, we're so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And I actually just wrote something down, and it's going to take me a second to pull it up, but I have been writing content for this new coaching program that at this point will already be released, but it's for, like, um, like mindset coaching on shame. Yeah, I just joined it today. I was trying to find it. I didn't know it was on Facebook. Yeah, girl. And then I'm there's something more coming later. So this mm-hmm. is like a sneak peek. But I've been I've been writing a lot and just reflecting a lot on my own journey with body image. Yeah. And I've been trying to also put together resources for people to use that are like tangible tips. So yeah. like saying out loud to your body in the mirror, I'm sorry. Yeah, there was a girl on TikTok you know, we all watch TikTok. Yeah. That I, mean, I had saw, you know, watched someone had like took her sound and used it and like clicked on it. And I was like, it made me cry because it was like, you it was used like, it. It was like an apology. Yeah. Um, Is that the one you used for your workout sound? The video that I shared? Because I was like, this is so good. I don't know if it was that one, but there, there's so many out there. There's so many, but there's yeah. this one girl in particular and um, people always are shaming her on her. Um, page because they say her partner or her boyfriend or husband is way hotter than she is. Mm. I don't know if you see her, her name's Alicia. Mm-mm, I haven't seen her. But that's terrible. Though. She's amazing. You would love following her. And it was actually what made her go viral was it was like a my boyfriend's hotter than me TikTok and she was like being funny. And you know, she went like she has like a million views or whatever, but now she's like, you know, advertising her and her husband as you know, these, this happy couple and how she, like, loves herself and he loves her for exactly who she is. It's amazing. Yeah. But she was the one that I saw that apology to your body and I was like, I was listening to it and I just started crying. I was like, that is so real and so honest. Mm. And I totally need to read that to myself every day. Yeah, share that with me. I want to yeah. see that. There's a, um, back to, like, tangible things, something I wrote down is, like, how we can reframe our mindset so how we can flip a negative thought into a positive thought. And you kind of spoke into this without even realizing it. But like if you have the thought, I look awful, that can become, I'm not happy with the, the way I look today and that's okay. So it can become like an, a body acceptance thing. Like that's okay. okay. Everyone feels that way sometimes. But how I feel about my parents does not determine my worth as a human being. So it's kind of shifting that thought instead of just making it this... Um, like adamant I look awful that's like an absolute well no right now I don't feel confident but that's not my worth 
So it's shifting the way yeah. you say it. Or my arms are fat could be could become like my arms do amazing things for me. Like they Absolutely. lift my child. They give me they cook my meals. Without my arms, I couldn't do my job. You physically couldn't do your job. <laughs> I couldn't either. Yeah. Um, or like I hate my body could become I will treat my body with compassion the same way I'd want others to treat me or mm-hmm. I'd want to treat others. My legs or whatever very part. Powerful. Yeah, whatever part you're targeting that you hate. My legs look disgusting could become these are the legs that move me around the world. They've allowed me to see so many different places mm-hmm. and things. Or these are the arms I use to hug people I love. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, and it's definitely along, along, along the lines, excuse me, as what I was, I guess, trying to get out is our bodies does all these amazing things and we treat it like trash. Yeah. I know I do. I, I mean, I, I, I could tell you hundreds of times when I was like getting ready to go somewhere and I was like you know checking yourself out in the mirror and you like feel like you look amazing you're like, and I'm a queen. Like, and yeah and then you like go somewhere and you like walk past the mirror and you're like <gasps> I'm a commoner yeah. <laughs> I'm a it's horrible you know and I just I really want to encourage people to just try to get past that something that you know I've battled with a long time but it's just it's not me it's it's not me and I and I don't want to always feel that way and you know, I mean, it's a battle. Yeah, and the, it's, it's a, a battle. battle. It's a continuous battle. Those days are going to pop back up for you and for me. They, yeah. they still do. Yeah. And it's just having the tools to fight it. And I think an- another thing that I wanted to mention, which we talked about before we um, started this, is I when I met you, I told you this, that I didn't want to be one of those people who were shaming people who were smaller than me. Mm. Because they, all women in general, or, or men, no matter what size, we all have an insecurity of our own, not just people who are overweight. And right. I think that was something too that I would, I would do is like, like be angry or put my pain on other people because they were smaller or healthier yeah. than me, even though they are going through similar problems just in a different way. Right, like we're all suffering and struggling in some yeah. way. So again, if we had like compassion for each other. And realize that the world's not out to get us, then I think the world would be just a much better place. Yeah, totally. And much more loving place, at least. I'm like, I I love you, and I know you mentioned a couple of times, like, and then I just cried. And <laughs> what I love most about you is you're so in touch with your emotions. Like, you do, you you can just There's cry. There's no shame There's in no crying. There's no shame in crying. Add that to your Add um, that to my, my content. <laughs> yeah. No, but, you have to. I mean... I can cry at a commercial on TV, but, like, I don't know. It's just sometimes, like, you just have to let it out. Like, I think, you know, especially telling your truth or your struggles, like, if there's tears, just start crying. I'll probably cry cry with you. There's this song by Johnny Swim. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Um, They're one of my favorite bands. They're a husband and wife duo. They're so good. You'd love them. But um, it's called Let It Matter. And she basically is, the whole theme of the song is saying, if you're going through crap, let it matter. Feel it. Or else it's just going to build up, like we talked about earlier. So, like, feel it. Don't let you it feel out. better after? And then you're just like, oh, my God, I feel so free. I don't know about you, but sometimes after I cried, we laughed at yeah. the end of my session. Yeah, we did. And the next time I was like, remember when I cried? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, kind of made it a joke. Because, you know, it's like, don't be ashamed of how you feel. Yeah. You, you know, there's a reason why you're feeling that way, and... Rather than bottling it up. Validate your feeling. Yeah. Validate that it's a real feeling. Own it. 
For sure. Okay. Well, I have four questions that I ask every single guest. Okay. And I know that you have to go see your daughter, which is the, the, so cool that you can say daughter <laughs> now. She? Yeah, you can say she. <laughs> Her? Her. Um, you have a, she has a doctor's appointment after this. But um, I have four questions to ask every guest, so I want to make sure I get, them, get to them before we wrap. The first is, what is something that you're currently obsessed with? It could be a food, a TV show, a podcast, a book. Oh, you put me on the spot. A person. <laughs> I would say right now I'm currently obsessed with my nursery for my baby. Oh, have you gotten it ready? I've just been like planning it and like, I don't know. Yeah, you like have like your Pinterest right boards. <laughs> I'm and nesting. You're nesting. <laughs> I should be. I'm like nine weeks away and not nesting. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Okay, second question is... Uh, what's something that you're well I think I know this answer what's something you're excited for in 2021 <laughs> my daughter yeah meeting that little <laughs> yeah, girl yeah oh I'm excited for that too and I hope that our son my son and your daughter fall in love become besties <laughs> yeah or fall in love well, and it, you know just finishing out this this year has been uh, very unexpected but even last year was crazy you know pandemic but very rewarding for me in a lot of ways Gross, this whole, like growth. This whole move, you know, everything has just been complete 360 in my life. And, you know, it started out really crazy and scary. And then now look where we are. Yeah. You know, like, so definitely looking forward to, you know, obviously the birth of my daughter and Justin and I becoming closer and having a daughter together and just seeing what's next. Mm. <laughs> okay. My next question is what's something that you love about yourself? Something that I love about myself is probably, okay, let me think. I mean, there's so many things. You know. <laughs> I love that because you're amazing. Um, you're your queen. <laughs> I, I love that I, I moved, I love that I came here and overcame starting over as a 10 year stylist and mm-hmm. met all kinds of new clients. I guess what I love about myself is is overcoming that fear. You're an overcomer. Yeah. Yeah. I You definitely are. Just your story in general, even before moving here, things that you've shared. I'm like, she she gets through things. And just trying to be me, you know? I, I love the journey, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay, last question is, if you could leave our listeners, which is mainly women, with one little piece of truth today, what would that be? Like, one little piece of encouragement. Don't sweat the small stuff. That's so good. Yeah, that has been something that I've been told more than once in the past couple months. And it's something that, I mean, I've been struggling a lot with my anxiety, especially becoming pregnant. And it's just, like, the things that are so small, don't sweat it because it's not worth it. Yeah. And try to look at the big picture and apologize to your body. Mm Mm-hmm. Apologize to your body is going to be the title of the episode. Yeah, you probably already know that because you're listening to it and you can see it right now. But it just came to my, it just like it has to be. Yeah, and you can you know eat the chocolate tonight and then tomorrow you can start over. Yeah, and you know what? Eat the chocolate tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, eat the chocolate tomorrow. It'll be fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for. I mean, we could talk for days. So totally. It was I'd like, love to come back. Totally easy, <laughs> normal, just for us to hang. But thanks for being on the podcast and sharing your story. You're welcome. That was great. And um, listeners, y'all need to follow her on Instagram. She's at. I'll link all this in the show notes. But she's at Hair by Haley Pack. Um, she 
literally rocks women's world <laughs> in the hair salon. So you need to follow and see all her transformations. Plus, she's really good on TikTok, so I'll share her TikTok too. Um, but thank you so much. I love You're you. You're welcome. Love you too. And listeners, I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.